proudly brought to you by New Vision. Maca 19, Mission Possible and Porsche have come together to bring you the Big Footy Port Adelaide Board Podcast. Phantom Draft for 2016. Who will be the next Matthew Westhoff? Hey everybody, I am Aka19 and this is the Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast, coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. Joining us this evening is uh, the lovely Portia. How are you going? G'day Maka. I'm pretty stoked for the next person you're going to introduce. Yeah. Joining us tonight is, um, I guess, uh, people that have been listening uh, all through this podcast journey will remember him. It's Mission Possible. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. Yeah, that's good. Great to have you back. Excited. On, yeah, I'm looking forward to this probably more than I am Friday night. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess the thing here is that if we make bad choices, we don't have to live with the consequences. True, true. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> forward to the abusive uh, text messages on Friday night. Um, I'll have to say that. Well, um, well, but outside of that, this is going to be a good probably one. Probably won't get them. We might just get this random call into. Port Fan Radio at 8 o'clock going, who the hell did we pick after I come off the athletics track and I can abuse you as you tell me each pick? <laughs> what? Battle and Parford at 14 and 17? What's going on? <laughs> uh, look, um, so yeah, what we're going to do tonight is run through our phantom. We will uh, discuss the first round. We'll go pick by pick for the first round and then talk about... Um, uh, who we expect to be there with 30 and 31 and our later and rookie picks as well. Uh, but before we get started, I want to give a shout out to uh, our old mate Fishing Rick, um, who is running a triathlon on December 11th uh, to try and raise funds for a, a foundation called Cycling Cares, uh, which raises awareness for um, motor neuron disease. Um, so he's going to do, what he's going to do is uh, the cycle and running leg, he's going to do dress in a full body blue lycra suit. Um, one of those sort of skin tight yeah. affairs, so he looks like a smurf, basically. Um, so he's hoping to raise ten grand. Uh, so if anyone can spare a few dollars, um, it would be very much appreciated to put it towards such a good cause. We'll put the link up on uh, on Big Footy, and I might start my own GoFundMe so that um, he doesn't put up any pics of him in a bloody skin tight lycra suit. Yes. Can you? Can you just put the blue lycra suit on too, Macca? <laughs> Mate, Look, was, no one wants to thinking, see that. I was just thinking, like, with these charity runs and things like that, like, they're meant to be things you wouldn't normally do. So, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> That'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, look, a very good call. So, hopefully he can uh, hopefully he can raise enough money um, to do that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Right. So... For first-time listeners out there to our Phantom Draft, um, Mish, can you just briefly run through your history with um, with the draft and AFL clubs because you do have quite a uh, quite an interesting history with it. Oh, it's not that interesting anymore. I think most people know. Started doing work in the draft as a scout in two thousand and five. Worked for Port for what three or four years. My memory's getting faded now. And then after that, I worked for Frio for three or four years. Okay. And then so, about, yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
can, can, can I claim Lee Spur and um, the little nugget in the centre? Oh, okay. Yeah. Lucky sure. Neil. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you who was your favourite pick out of your year's um, scouting. My favourite pick? My favourite would be Broadbent. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Probably because he was the first one I thought I really had any input into getting drafted to the club. Cool. Um, obviously, the favourite pick at that point in through that period was Robbie Gray because he just generally wasn't rated by anyone and we did rate him, so that was good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, probably the one who I had most input into is probably Lee Spur. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Well, look, a lot of people were State. really keen on Lee Spur on, on our forum, and I know for about two or three years, like everyone was like, oh, we got to draft Lee Spur. And finally he went to Freo and it's uh, it's been wonderful to see him develop into such a, a fantastic AFL footballer. Yes. Uh, and what he's developed into is what we, we end up going, well, this is what he's going to be. He lacks the art of pace and about two or three times a game he gets exposed on it and the rest of the game is fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so yep. Obviously, when he's in a foot race with a Rioli, it's just like, yeah, good luck, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah, absolutely. So, right, on to draft day 2016, and I want your thoughts, uh, both of you, on this draft group as a whole. Porsche, obviously, we've gone through about 100 players in the last four or five weeks. Um, where do you think this draft group sits um, in recent years? Mate, I reckon it's the best draft group since the Robbie Gray 2007 draft. Okay. I just think it bats that deep. It's first first real deep draft we've had for years. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree because you keep, like, you go through and you start putting them in some sort of order and, you know, even if the order's wrong, they're going to go in some sort of order and you're still getting pretty good picks in the third round and that hasn't happened for years, I don't reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got guys on my list in the 40s and 50s. It's like, oh, I'd, I'd be really happy if they ended up at Port Adelaide. And I don't think I've said that for probably at least five years. No, no, absolutely not. Um, yep. I guess the real issue, I mean, the real issue, let, let's face it, I'm going to say it, I'm going to be the one to say it, there's not a lot of tall forwards. That's that's the main the main issue for me is just like I'm looking at it and it feels like Todd Marshall and Daylight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, pretty yeah, much is, basically. But... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There, there is certainly the lack of hyped tall forwards, that's for certain. Um, and you wouldn't pick any of them with confidence. However, I think, well, I think Kerr and um, Marshall are actually going to look back and go, well, they're actually pretty damn good picks. Mm, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm pretty certain Todd Marshall will turn into a pretty handy AFL footballer. I've got my doubts on Patrick Kerr, just about his physicality and, and his lack of pace and all. I think he's very one-dimensional, but outside of that, I think certainly Todd Marshall should turn into a pretty big gun, I reckon. Yeah, I look, I'm more confident in Marshall than Kerr. Kerr, I think, is a guy that, um, I don't know, I mean, he's not going to get... 
I don't reckon he's going to get drafted real early. Um, and at the pick he'll probably go, he probably would be a good get for sure. Um, but I think that like he, he's sort of like a, a, a low-rent Jack Watts in that Jack Watts, he's got some good talent, but it's only started showing since he's had a forward line around him. And I think Kerr will probably be a similar sort of player. Um, in my view, I think he'll need a pretty decent... If he's in a decent settle side, yeah, I think there's potential there. But if you're looking at him for a Port Adelaide, I don't feel that's a good option. Yep. So one player Kerr does remind me of as a junior is Barry Hall. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Really? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, Barry Hall wasn't this standout junior. He wasn't a standout 18-year-old. Mm. It's just, yeah. Um, there's just some... When I look at him, I see a bit of power in um, Kerr. And, um, I suppose there's times where you see a little bit of mongrel about the way he works, and he's got that quick first step, which is probably going to help him um, on the leads. He's going to get in front. Once he's in front, he's going to be a bloody big man to get around. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. For sure. All right. Okay. Well- that's, that's enough of them, aren't we going to get started? Yeah. yeah. Let's get into the Phantom. And with the first pick, it is the Essendon Bombers. Mish, you are picking first, mate. Who do you pick with yep. number one? Oh, just the standout of this draft. Uh, actually, there's two. two th- I actually got three of the standout, but he hasn't done a foot wrong. It's humour cluggage. Yeah. I like it. I like it. He's looked like the number one pick from a long way out. He's had such a consistent year. Um, the sky's the limit for Hugh. He can play on a flank. He can play through the midfield. He's a one-touch player, kicks goals from anywhere. Um, he looks um, certain to become a very, very good AFL footballer. Yeah, look, I mean, and he'll fit right into that side. I think the Essendon side, um, for a lot of reasons, it should be on the rise this year, which is super frustrating, but... Um, they'll have the best tested depth of any list. Um, a bunch of players coming back that need to prove themselves. It's just, they will be a final side. I'd be surprised if they weren't. Yep. And so, McCluggage could fit straight in on day one. Yep, absolutely. So what separates McCluggage from McGrath in your point of view, Mish? Not much. Not much. Mm. I think McCluggage gives you that goal-scoring mids that's hard to come by. Yep. Right. Like, he, he could easily go through his career and at the end of it be 200 games, 350 goals, playing as a midfielder rather than a forward. And like that's that's mm. getting to elite of the elite type midfielders' numbers. Right. Yep. And yeah. yeah. Mm. A, again, if we, if I look at needs, I sit there and go, Essendon just need that goal kicking mid. But again, pick one off, just pick the best player. No, fair enough. Because, I mean, you'd have to say if they took Andrew McGrath, they wouldn't exactly suffer for it, would they? No. 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 <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good thing with this draft is you sit there and go, well, if I stuff it half, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the air, the evenness makes it a bit easier. Yeah. Yep. I, I guess the question on that is, does that mean clubs are going to be going for needs a bit more than um, otherwise they might? C- certainly not the top end. No, Not the but... first half dozen. I think you just grab your best and run and all that. Yeah. I think it depends. I think Porter in a position where they can play a bit and balance out what they're going to get for what pick because they've got a lot of picks in that area. And the same with 
Gold Coast, they can do a bit of picking for needs because they've got so many picks. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. But I think if all you've got is pick nine and you haven't got another one till pick 45, you're just going to pick for what you need, what's best. Yeah, I suppose. Don't worry about needs at 45. Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pick number two is uh, Greater Western Sydney. Porsche, you're up. Oh, well, this has made it a lot easier. Um, Andrew McGrath, because if if you'd taken Andrew McGrath number one, I, I still would have been deciding in the moment who I'd have for number two. Um, but McGrath was a clear number two behind McLeod for, for me, basically. Um, yeah, uh, look, he's a really good everything player. He's probably he can play outside pretty well. He's got good disposal. He's got great awareness, um, good agility. Um, he's pretty much everything you want. Uh, he's not the tallest player, but he is a good player, um, and that's really yeah, it's enough. That's enough to justify it. He fits with Greater Western Sydney. They are a team that is absolutely loaded with talent. They're going to get heaps more this draft, and they can afford to take a, a what I guess what we call it a needs pick. Or more to the point, a will fit into our side uh, perfectly. Pick, I think that's yeah. why. Yeah, if McCluggage is the best sort of midfield forward in the draft, then McGrath is most certainly the best midfield defender in the draft. Like he's a super athlete, very very quick, great leap, um, very courageous. Just picks up obscene amounts of the football. Um, has a huge influence on games. We saw that through the championships. We saw that in the grand final as well at TAC Cup level. Um, again, like you, he hasn't put a foot wrong this year. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The one, the one thing McGrath's got that nobody else got is he's got the quickest hands in the draft. Hmm. Which Quicker is, than Drew? Yep, yep. Wow. Okay. Um, which is extremely rare for somebody who's actually got leg speed. Most of the guys with leg speed are actually slow with their hands because they've got through their junior footy having odds on the world to get rid of the ball. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, where McGrath's just, it's a weird mix to have quick hands and quick leg speed. Yeah. There you go. That makes sense. <clears throat> cool. um, I'm done. Yep, <laughs> Move on. That's all right. <laughs> all right, pick three is me with the Brisbane Lions. And mm. I'm going to go with, this is going to surprise you too, I think. I'm going to actually go with Tim Taranto uh, for Brisbane. Um, yeah. Who is a? Uh, I reckon he is. Oh, in another year, he might well be a top two pick. I think he's 186 centimetre, can play up forward, can play through the midfield. I think he's someone that's going to have a real influence straight away at AFL level. Um, I think he tracks before being an elite footballer, certainly all Australian level footballer. Um, kicks goals, takes big marks. Um, we saw he was the number one player for score involvements at the championships. Um, he's just someone that gets to contest after contest. Um, not not the quickest player going around, uh, but certainly one that has a huge influence. Yeah, look, I mean, I like Tim Taranto. I guess, um, you know, 10 years ago when we drafted a guy like Travis Boke, we were like, oh, geez, Tim's early. But I feel he's in a similar category, not identical, but in that there's just a lot of things he does really well. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know if there's anything that you say, oh, he's, you know, league bet, who'll be league best. I don't know. But he's just that little bit better at most things. Um, he can play a good variety of midfield roles, in my view. Um, I don't know, not Tagger, because why would you waste him on that? But, um, yeah, look, I, I don't have any real issue with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested to see who falls through to my next pick at five. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm 
with you. I've had Taranto at three ever since the championships. I think his championships mm. way underrated. Um, yep. You watch him. He's at the contest, whether it be inside or outside, he's there. Like, and he's just going to cover so much ground. And he's going to be so hard to take out of a game just because he covers so much ground so easily. Um, yeah. Because he does the inside and outside, that's going to be hard to tag him out too. And I'm with Macca is he could be the best of the three. Yeah, look, he certainly could. Um, and look, he might kind of have to be. Um, he's going to Brisbane. Uh, and obviously Brisbane, are, yeah. you know, new coach. They're doing another rebuild. Uh, and he'll obviously be exposed to AFL football pretty early on. But um, he's probably, of the top three, I think he's probably the one most likely to succeed at Brisbane. So that probably works out well for them. Yeah. At this point, I should say. In three for years' time, sure. who knows? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Look, the other one that I had in mind was Ben Ainsworth, but I think I've just changed my mind literally in the last 24 hours. I think Tim Taranto is probably going to be the better player than Ben Ainsworth, I think. Um, and for me, with Brisbane, I think they need players that can play straight away. Um, Taranto's going to play straight away. He's the type of yep. player that's going to play 22 games next year um, and quite possibly kick you, you know, 25, 30 goals playing off a forward flank, do some decent jobs through the midfield as well. Um, and yeah, again, the sky's the limit. And if his nickname's not uh, Spider, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Tarantula, Taranto. Duh. I like it. I would have gone with QT, but. All yeah, plenty. no. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just Tim. Yeah. Anyway, let's go on and. Uh, Miss, you're up again, pick four with the Gold Coast. Gold Coast. And this one will surprise you because I'll go by what I think will happen rather than what I rate. Yep. I reckon Ainsworth goes there. Okay. Okay. I've taken Taranto. Um, Shit. Bush is quickly uh, scribbling on a piece of paper, I think. (laughs) She's got a little wish won't take Ainsworth. No, no, actually, yeah, for, for a different reason. That means I have to make a choice at my pick. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I just think, again, he's got that X factor. They're going to get Bowers as a solid midfield type. Um, and there's talk of Brody still sliding, SPS. Oh, dare I say it, Western Australian mids, I'm a bit slow on them after their history over the last couple of years, and I generally mark them down a little bit lower than what I would take them normally. Okay. Why is that? Is it the? I guess my. I'm going to ask the question. Is it because they're a bit one direction? No, no. It's, okay. it's probably over the last few years they haven't performed to the level that I've thought they would. Okay. Um, and yeah, I've probably from a recruiting side, probably a bit gun shy at the moment to go that early when I can pick somebody with Ainsworth pace and got the X Factor mm-hmm, and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And if it's true where SBS is sort of marked that he wants to go to Melbourne, it's sort of like, well, I sit there and go, well, if I've got a kid who wants to come up to Brisbane, he'll surely will want to come up to Gold Coast and play next door to Gary for 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Makes sense. Oh. Look, I've, I've been bullish on Ben Ainsworth 
all year. I think he's a gun. I think he's got absolute midfield potential written all over him. Um, and if not, he's the sort of player that I think is going to kick you 40 goals a year playing up forward anyway. He's lightning quick, huge leap, good hands, nice kick for goal. Um, it's probably a little bit slow getting rid of the ball on occasion when he's playing a bit further up the field. But um, as we've said a few times, you look at his form over the last um, five or six weeks at TAC Cup level and he was getting ridiculous numbers. You know, 30 plus disposals and three or four goals a game, which is, um, which is pretty decent. Yep. The one thing one thing I really do hate about Ainsworth is his ability to get the ball up on the wing and then just sit there like Matty Thomas and go, oh, fuck, now what do I do with it? Now that I've run off the mark. Yep. There's no instinct <laughs> to play. It's just like, oh, I'm looking for this perfect option and by the time he's taken 10 seconds to decide, you've lost all your momentum down the ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> But, yeah, hopefully that's just he hasn't played enough time in the mid and that will come. Yeah, yeah it'd be good for him to get that opportunity. Mm. Yep. Right, Porsche, you're up with uh, Carlton. We've picked uh, Look, um, I'm going to go Sam Petrosky-Seaton for Carlton because I think they desperately need class. Okay. Um, that, that's my view. I'm... Yeah, that's that's that's. I'm making this pick for Carlton, not for me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks Sam Petrovsky Seaton from WA. He's a classy midfielder. He's involved in a lot of plays. Um, ideally, he would be an adjunct to an already uh, excellent midfield. At Carlton, he might not get that, but I, I think they, oh, they're okay. And I suppose Kruitzer, you know, you can't complain about having him rocking to you. So I think he could work. Um, and I think they would certainly be attracted to what he's got talent and skill-wise, um, and he should be an early player. So I think that's probably what Carlton would go for at this pick. Yep. Yep. I agree with you. Yep. SPS is a great pick for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a natural. So. It makes sense. He'll be given time to develop. And look, you know, at the start of the year, he was thought of as a number one pick. He's got huge potential, massive raw talent. Um, he's just about the best user of the ball in the draft. Um, can see the play unfold. Uh, seems to have a lot of time on his hands. Um, I think there's a bit of risk with him. Um, but outside of that, if he does reach his potential, look out. He'll be an absolute superstar. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like we're low enough down this order that the other choices are probably also players that need time. Um, and... Petrosky Seaton, I think he'll maybe need less time to start playing, and he can, he can afford to learn in that Carlton side. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Okay. Next pick is uh, myself with Gold Coast, um, and they've obviously just picked Ben Ainsworth. Well, I think Gold Coast are in dire need of midfield class. Um, they've got, when you look at their squad, they've actually got very little quality under 23 um, mids. You know, Ablett's 32. Pressier and O'Meara have left. Um, so this draft, I think, is all about replenishing their midfield um, and trying to find players that can sort of play relatively straight away um, and develop into um, you know really good ball-winning mids uh, for Gold Coast. Um, so in that aspect, I'm going to bid on Will Setterfield, who's part of the GWS Academy. Oh, Okay. So, we decided pre-draft 
um, that we would just kind of make a consensus call on whether, um, yeah, whether the bid would be matched or not. So, what do we do here? I'm not a Setterfield fan, um, but neither am I. But they'll match it. <laughs> yeah, match I agree. It. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm again not a fan of his. I think six was way too high for him. I reckon. Oh, shit, yeah. But again, if it's fifteen, I sit there and go, yeah, no worries. Which is really all they're paying for him anyway. Just pick yeah. fifteen. But yep. Yeah, I know there's more points to it than that, but yeah, that's all it's costing them is their pick fifteen. And, I, I guess for I guess for me, my only query on this would be I don't think the academy sides are going to poach each other's players because they trade with each other so often. I think they would all agree that they're pretty happy having an, uh, uh, what do you call it, when you have multiple people in a monopoly? A gentleman's agreement. Whatever it's agreement. called. Yeah, gentleman's agreement. A, um, a trust. That's really what it is, a trust. Okay. And I don't think they'll bid on each other's players unless it's, you know, later in the draft. I think it would be stupid not to, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. I, I think it's always yeah. negligent not to. Like, if I was Brisbane, I would absolutely be bidding on Jack Bowes. Absolutely. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I would with Brisbane. Hmm. Because I, pick three, pick three, I think there's a big difference between pick three and Bowes. Yeah, see, I'm quite bullish on Bowes. I, I think he's probably worth yep. pick five. I think he's in that yes. sort of elite group. Um, probably not in the top three, but I think I don't think there's a huge gap between uh, pick three and Jack Bowes, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. So I had pick fifteen, which was GWS anyway. So they obviously get Will Setterfield. Look, I think they're definitely going to match whatever bid comes for him, except for maybe pick one. <laughs> I'm not sure if they'll accept that one if Essendon go that way. Um, yeah. But outside of that, I think, you know, he's a player that I think will be given time to develop. Um, I don't think we'll see the best of him for three or four years, but um, he's someone that could develop into a pretty handy footballer. You know, 193, uh, sorry, 190 centimetres, um, can play inside and out. Um, we'll probably start on a flank or a back flank somewhere like there and, and probably move up to a, a, a wing, I would think. Um, so as you said, Mish, I think you know paying pick fifteen, which is all they're going to pay for him. I think he's probably uh, a decent selection there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad it's not Port. That's all right. And be honest, he's probably the one that they earmarked to take over from Shaw, not McGrath. Like they've spoken in the media, it'd be him that take over that Shaw role down back. Yeah, I would think so. Well, I think McGrath's yeah. going to be too good to not play in the midfield, I would think, long-term. Exactly. Yeah, you, yep. you don't want to waste someone that can pick up that amount of bowl with that sort of clearance-winning ability and that fitness level um, playing on a back flank. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. So that leads it. me to uh, pick again for Gold Coast. Um, as I said, after midfield talent, they can play straight away. Um, I'm going to go with Will Brody. Uh, He's a 189-centimetre midfielder. I can't believe the talk that he's going to slide pretty late uh, through to uh, potentially our pick or what was our pick at pick nine. I reckon that's ridiculous. Um, Very good inside midfielder. Probably can improve his skills a little bit, uh, but he's one of the best inside ball winners in this draft, and I think um, he's someone that can play straight away for Gold Coast. Um, And look... um, you know, working under Gary Ablett, that's uh, exactly what you want, I think. 
Yeah, look, I'm, I he's a guy I was sort of really wrestling with with um, SPS for Carlton. Um, yeah, look, he's got he's good in the contest. So he's a big midfielder, but when he's in, in when he's actually in um, the contest and he's follow the ball or whatever else, like he actually is still agile or clear headed enough to actually get the ball away pretty well. Um, which I think that some of these bigger midfielders we're going to talk about later, I don't think they're all that clean. Um, I think Brody is quite often really pretty clean, and that's why he's up this high, um, yep. for sure. So I, Brody, I, I rate him a lot. Brody is one that surprised me this year. I saw his carnival last year. I went, "Yep, you're the man child. You're big. You're not that quick. Next year, you're just going to produce the same stuff again at the car- carnival, and you're just going to, yep, people are going to pass you by, but you still be a good player." Mm. When I saw him this year, I reckon he's picked up a yard of speed over the summer. Mm. And that's developed this game and given that extra aspect that you're talking about. And it's just like, yep, you're a gun. I'll have you. Don't care what you do for the rest of the year. You are so good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, look, like I said, I'm a real Brady fan. Um, I would have been happy if I was Gold Coast to take him at pick four. But if they can get Ainsworth and then get Brady later on, I think they would be pretty stoked. So yes. there's, there's talk yep. that Will Brady has. Uh, maybe put it out there that he's not keen to leave Victoria. What do you think the truth would be behind that? And if it is true, how far do you actually see him falling on draft night? Um, okay. I don't think I don't think he'll fall at all. I think there are too many signs that have to rely on non-local talent to let players do shit like that. Um, and there's a lot of those guys picking in the first round. So yep. <laughs> you know that's Sydney, Sydney, GWS, Brisbane Lions, Gold Coast. Um, Port, yep. Sydney, Brisbane, all in the top what, 10, 6, 15. He won't fall past one of them, so he can just suck it up. Yeah. Yeah, from a club's point of view, don't care. I'll back myself in. You'll come up to us as long as we'll start playing. Once you start playing with a group of boys, you're unlikely to leave. Exactly. The ones that, the ones that are likely to leave are those that spend all year out injured. They're 20-year-old, yep. they're injured, they're not getting the games, they're not around the mates like they were the year before and all of a sudden they become very suspect to going home because it's easier. Somebody's offering them money and it's going to be a nicer environment. Yep, just the easy option. But Mm. once you start getting games and you're playing week in, week out, it's hard to leave a club. Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably going to play 15 games year one and 22 games year two. So he's going to be set. Straight away. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, the other thing to consider is that, um, like, if GWS decided to pick him um, at pick six, I mean, he's a Murray Bush Ranger. He will be playing with players he has played with before already. So um, he's fine. Yeah. Bevan has also said, or has the name Ben Jacobs. (laughs) Yeah, but Jacobs wasn't getting games week in, week out. Yeah, that's it. You're right. He played. He wasn't he played for Port thirty-five games or something. Thirty games. Oh, I think wasn't that, was... that many. Uh, first year he was playing week in week out. The second week year he started getting dropped and all that, didn't he? Yeah, oh, the only way to play. Yep. Yeah, and I think that was probably a personality recruiting um, miss as much as anything because he yeah. he does not he looks like a fairly insular guy, um, which is fine. It's probably why he's playing as a tagger now. You have to be to have that bit of that mindset, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just an all-round failure. Mm. <laughs> all right, let's move on. And Mish, you're going home, mate, because you're picking for Frio. 
I'm going. Oh, I've got picked for Freo. Well, first of all, I'm bidding on Bowes. All right. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Gold Coast yep. are going right. to uh, accept that. Sorry, he's too 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 good not to beat Wiccan on at this stage. Yeah. So, bad luck, Porsche, because that was your next pick. So. Yeah, probably. Do you want to talk about Jack Bowes? Me. Yep. <laughs> uh, look, Jack Bowes. <laughs> he's um. <laughs> look, he's basically what you want. He gets a lot of the pill. He's good size. Uh, good skills. Um, he's probably one of the best Queenslanders, I'd say, for a while. Um, and that's good. Um, yeah, if he's an academy player, so you know, you, you pick him. You pick him at this spot. Uh, there's no chance that Gold Coast won't match. So yeah, absolutely. The biggest knock I have on him is he gets tunnel vision every now and then. Yep. Mm. Oh. I ha- <laughs> That's a note I wrote down here. I put down sloppier Brody slow vision. <laughs> so he's slow to pick up what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I think he's absolute silk. I think his clearance work um, can be exceptional. Um, I've not seen a player look like Simon Black in the way that they move and kick the ball and everything, okay. um, the way that Jack Bowes does. Uh, I think he can play up forward in year one um, and hold down a flank pretty well. Um, but obviously, midfield is where he's going to uh, succeed, I think. And look, there is a bit of risk with him that he doesn't develop. Um, but I, I think he will. I, I'm pretty bullish on Jack Bowes. I think he's going to turn into a really good player. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and who knows, Gold Coast might even be able to make him one. Mm. Oh, not Gold Coast, is it? It's Freo. Freo. Oh, okay. Oh, then, yeah, okay. No, hang on. Jack Bowes. Yeah, Gold Coast is making Gold him. Coast. What am I saying? Yeah. Come on, brain. Go. Yes. <laughs> so, Mish, I don't like this bidding. Who is your yeah. next pick for Freo? Freo, I will take the first bolter of this draft. Mm. And a nice, smooth moving, nice kick. Alex Witherden. Yes, I like it. Okay. Probably not going to happen, but with the way it's done, I just sit there and go, the logic picks that everybody's throwing up is Pal Pepper and um, English. I just think it's too high for both of them. Um, And I am real high on Witherden. His midfield work, as much as we haven't seen much, I think he's going to be elite. Um, and I would suggest if he had played the year, he would be up in that top six. Yeah. yeah. Definitely possible, yeah. I think. I think that's a, a really smart pick for Frio as well, to be honest, because I think with his um, foot skills, he's one of the best kicks in the draft. I think he's um, someone that will probably need to improve his endurance uh, to be able to handle Subiaco, I think. But overall, I think he'll certainly turn into a really, really good midfielder. Um, really good size. Um, smart user of the footy. Um, did you think about maybe going someone like Griffin Logue? I mean, that seems to be a, a fairly popular choice uh, with sort of big I, seven. I did. I did. I just sit there and go, oh, yeah, it's just where, where are you going to play Logue? Is he more than likely just going to end up a third defender? Are you going to use a pick nine or whatever it is mm. it turned out to be on that sort of player? Mm. When you've got Someone like Witherden, who could be an elite player of the comp, still on the table. Yeah. No? You want this? Yeah, fair enough. Mm. All mm. right. So, my choice again with uh, Sydney. 
which was the old uh, hey, whoa, 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 oh. I haven't done one for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you, you <laughs> ended up with uh, Jack Bowes. Oh, did you know what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, I lost my pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. You okay. lost your Da-da-da. pick with the, uh, with the bidding, so... Uh, Psh, fine. Stiff shit. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine, okay. Sorry. I'll remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, so yeah, the old Port Adelaide pick, we traded this one to Sydney. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on this one. Um, I think a lot of people will be very, very happy that Will Brody's gone already. So we don't, uh, have the first melt of draft night. Um, so I, I look at what Sydney's got. I think they've got a pretty well-rounded list as it is. You know, their mid midfield looks really set with a, a really good second tier coming through in guys like Hewitt and Mills and, and obviously Heaney as well. I think um, forward line looks really good. I think defence is, is pretty old. I think that's where they're going to be looking at um, you know, replacing a few people in the next few years. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Griffin Logue, who's a 193-centimetre defender from Swan Districts, um, a great reader of the play, um, absolutely dominated at the draft combine. Um, ridiculous results, really, really fit, good speed, um, great leap. Um, I think he's someone that could turn into or maybe start as a third defender. Um, obviously, a lot of talk that he might move into the midfield in the future. I think last week, Porsche, you mentioned that he could be the next sort of Adam Goods in, in that regard. Um, so I think with his sort of potential, um, and even if he doesn't go that far, I think he's going to turn into a really good key defender anyway. Uh, so for that reason, I think uh, Griffin Logue looks a really good match for Sydney. He's a guy that has oscillated up and down the draft rankings that I'm sort of trying to look at because I'm worried that his worst-case scenario is really generic for a top-10 pick um, in that he could be a rebounding third tall. His first, his top scenario where he becomes a tall midfielder would be great, but then you sort of have to ask why wasn't he doing it maybe this year? This probably would be more important. He was doing it a little, but... I don't know. I think it's. A, I think that's a real raw player punt. I think he'd probably Sydney's in a good position to make a a, a choice like that. Although usually they pick pretty dour guys in defence. I think. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's that's a tough one, Macca. What do you got, Mitch? Yeah. Well, when we trade pick nine to Sydney, the name that first came to my head is to who they're targeting. Yeah, because they were obviously doing it because they were targeting somebody and they thought they needed to get up high to get them. Now. Um, his year, he's just developed as the year goes on. I think mm. he asked his coach on all honesty where he thought he'd be at the end of the season. I don't think he would have him halfway developed where he's developed into. Mm. I think that's where you get by. He only started playing mids late in the year because they just didn't think he was that good. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't think he's a midfielder at AFL level, but Jeeves is one hell of a good defender. Um, who I think you'll be able to, if the game's not going right, just swing him forward and pinch it off of the high half forward flank and really mm-hmm. have physical presence up there and, yep, sneak a couple of goals and settle the game down type thing. Uh, yeah, I think he's got that flexibility whereby I don't think, I don't think he'll be in inside mid. No. However, however. He's got the engine to do it. If he keeps improving, he may well end up being that supreme athlete in the midfield. Yep. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you could also say it's a punt on future midfields in some respects. I, I do agree with you on his versatility, and I think that would make him like for a team that has a proper coach that understands these things, having that versatility to potentially throw this guy anywhere on the ground. If you develop him to play those positions at an AFL standard, then, yeah, he could be an absolute monster. Um, if I'm with coaching. Yeah, yeah, he'd love that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he'd be over the moon. Well, I think he'll start as a, as the perfect replacement for someone like Heath Grundy, who's, I think, 30 or 31. You know, they've they got a pretty old defence back there, so they need to replenish their stocks back there. Uh, like someone that could, you know, by year two or three, be playing some really good, consistent AFL footy. Um, and if they're going to try and replenish their list to stay up the top um, and keep sort of persisting for the next premiership, I think um, that's probably the way that they might go. So I've got a question. If he is a defender, um, and we talked about him going to Sydney, like, is he defensive enough? Is he two direction enough to fit a typical Sydney defence? I think so. I think his one-on-one defending is yep. really, really good. I think he's okay. probably the best intercept mark in the draft this year. Um, and that's why I think Sydney will be really, really keen on him. Okay. And he hits the ground running. I think there's two elite defenders, and he's one of them. Okay. There we go. All right. So the next pish, uh, next pick is... Next pish. Next pish is uh, Mick with uh, Gold Coast um, with pick 10, which is their fourth pick uh, inside the top 10. Obviously, they've picked uh, Ben Ainsworth. They've got Will Brody. They've got Jack Bowes. Who's going to be the fourth? Simpkin. Simkin. Wow. Yep. Yep, just class midfielder. Again, can start off up forward, but he's just class. Right. Yep. He's a running machine. They've just redeveloped their midfielders with people that don't necessarily have to start their careers in the centre. Yep. Well, with Ainsworth and Simkin, like, they can play either side of the of uh, Tom Lynch, and you'd think they'll kick a fair few goals between them in the first couple of years. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, and you get there and go Bowers and then you add Miller and all that. They can rotate through that forward line and RT. They can rotate through the forward line through the mid. All of a sudden, they, their old midfield's not actually looking that bad as far as the young midfield goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand the pick. Um, now I have a choice again. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> Time, thanks, Gillen. <laughs> uh, anyone else want to say anything more about Jai? Oh, look, I guess he's one of the uh, unknowns because obviously he just played the one game this year, kicked four goals, got 19 touches, then broke his leg. I think it was a pretty clean break, so I don't think there's any there's there's going to be any ongoing issues there. Um, but yeah, like you look at his highlights, and he's just such a smooth mover. There's no doubt he's got midfield potential in him. Would, would have likely played midfield for most of this year, I think, if he was fit. Um, and again, I think he would have um, shot up the rankings um, if he was fit this year. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty smart pick. Excellent. All right. Cool. Now, pick 12, Porsche, finally. <laughs> North Melbourne. Yeah, all right. I'm going to pick for North Melbourne. Uh, mm. North Melbourne, can you pick Guelphie for them? 
<laughs> not at pick 12, I can't, or whatever it is. So they'll be there if you can. You pick anything for North Melbourne. <laughs> um, I'm going to put in a bit on Brad Shear. Whoa. Gold okay. Coast Academy, Whoa. which is you probably early. My... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's who she belong to? Brisbane, isn't it? Uh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. No, you can have him. Mm. You can have him. I'll, I'll trade him back in a couple of years off you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I've probably chosen badly there. Oh, well. The other choice was Jared Berry. <laughs> Look, these are the choices sure you make, Portia, and I think you might be out of a job in a couple of years. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's only North Melbourne. <laughs> Very true. I, I just think she is a bit of a man-child syndrome. You reckon? Uh, I struggle to see the progression up to the next level. Certainly, pr- progression up to elite next level. Okay. Which they're talking about at pick twelve or whatever. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Look, I mean, I think he's um, look, I think he's a good all-round player. Personally, I think he'd fit in well in pretty much any side. And I guess in some respects, I see him as almost a default sort of pick. Um, like yep. I said, I was tossing up Jared Berry at this pick, um, which might have been a probably a more North Melbourne-ish fit. But then again, they already pick lots of North Melbourne players every year. You know, that, that's <laughs> the way they draft. So um, yep. I thought Brad Shear offered them something slightly different. Uh, I could see a few ways that this one would go. Um, if they didn't have Ben Brown, maybe Todd Marshall. They don't need a Todd Marshall, I don't think. But maybe they do. Oh, Petrie's gone, isn't he? That would have been smarter. Oh, anyway, there we go. Sucked in North. <laughs> oh, well, Packer hasn't said which way he's going to go yet. So. Yeah. True. Uh, would you match Maker or? Uh, no, no, not not that high. No, no I would okay. expect be expecting a bid to come in with Brad Shear probably in the thirties. I reckon. Um, yep. And this would mean they need to go into deficit in the first round next year when they're trying to get um, uh, Ballander. Yep. I think it is. Is it Ballander? Oh, no, yeah. the uh, yep. yeah, one of them. Uh, the oh, big deficit, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So I would be thinking, no, I want to be, um, I want to give myself the best chance to get um, the, the ruckman next year. So I would be saying, yep, he's all yours, North Melbourne. Oh, there you go. First dud pick of the draft is me. Look, I don't mind Brad Shear. I think, I think that he's a little bit underrated um, in this draft mm. pool. He can find the football. He's a really good user of the ball. Um, he's a good size. He might have that man-child syndrome, but. I don't know. I can still say, I see, see him it, playing though. a fair bit of AFL footy. Oh, look, I mean, yeah. I reckon there's a bunch of midfielders that you could say have that man-child syndrome, but I just don't see it with Shear. So I'm wondering what you what is, is was it about his game that you think that indicates that? I I just didn't think he won enough of his own footy in around the contest. Okay. Like in open play, he wins enough of his footy. As, yeah. And I sit there and go, in open play, that's fine at this level. I think with the extra pace of AFL level open footy, okay, going to get beaten to the football a bit more than what he does here, and that's really going to have downside to his game. Mm. Um, because he, yeah, yeah, I just think because all of a sudden you're going to be, you're going to stand a quick player on him. You're going to try and match him up with somebody who's quick because he's yeah. not. To me, he's not supreme inside. Like, he's not a Brody where he kill you inside if you put somebody quick on him. No, you but... Brody. You want to take Brody, you need somebody who's real good inside as well. So, but yeah, I think mm. she is more an outside, even though he's a big, big, solid boy. Um, yep. Yeah. 
again, I'm with Maka. It's like he's probably in that group where I start considering him around pick 30 where there's a whole heap of good, solid midfielders. Yeah. But I don't, they've got any real X factor on yeah, one's as good as the other and you just pick which one's left at 30. Let everyone try and pick the flyer on the way through. Yeah, fair enough. I've got him pick 33 in my rankings, um, or 30-30 in my rankings, I should say. So I reckon around that sort of mark, I reckon he, he fits pretty well. Pick 12, jeez. Pressure's on <laughs> Porsche. <laughs> I love I know, it. I know, right? I love it. That's great. <laughs> right, so next pick is uh, is me, pick 13 with West Coast. Um, mm-hmm. And looking at their list, I think there's a couple of holes there. I, I reckon their midfield is still quite young and, and runs fairly deep. I, I really like their sort of group of second stringers coming through. Defence looks all right. Again, reasonably young. Um, good key defenders there. Forward line's strong. Um, but I think for this pick, it's come down to two players with this one. And for me, I can't overlook Todd Marshall who's a 199-centimetre forward from Murray Bush Rangers. Look, Kennedy's going to be 30 next year. Um, Nathan Vardy's pretty much perpetually injured. Uh, so a lot rides on Darling and uh, on occasion Lysett when he plays up there as well. And they don't really have any other young key forwards coming through. So for me, I think Marshall's, um, if West Coast pick him there, uh, they're going to be able to give him a couple of years to develop in the waffle, uh, learn from Kennedy, and by the time he's sort of 19, 20, 21, he's going to be set to take over. And well, I'm, I'm a big fan of Todd Marshall. I know a lot of people are sort of wavered between, yeah, we want him, no, he hasn't done enough. But I think the X factor, the contested marking, the pace, uh, his ground-level skills make him a pretty mouth-watering uh, prospect for me, and I think um, it would be a pretty smart pick by West Coast to pick him there. Yeah, for me, the thing I like most about Todd Marshall is his um, short notice dash. So the fact that he can make, get separation, uh, I think he'll go well. Like before, I think it'd be if he's there at Fort's pick. I think I probably would have to really consider taking him because I think he would fit perfectly well with our slightly inaccurate entries into the forward fifty. Um, because he can be standing around and then you know a split second later he can be ten fifteen meters away um, at the fall of the ball. Um, that's he's he's really excellent in that regard for me and you know he's tall enough and he's got enough um run in his game he looks like he doesn't care about the game but he obviously does enough follow through work in my opinion that um you just ignore his face um and yeah he's he's a, <laughs> I, I th- he's, he's clearly the best key position forward prospect in this draft in my view and um he, I still am worried he might end up being a bit West Hoffian but I'm sort of convincing myself that he could be kind of almost like a like if he, if we had him as our stay-at-home forward, the way Port play, um, if he was the only forward in our forward line, I think he could make that work. So, Yeah. Look, I had, I had yeah. a couple of other people there in mind. Obviously, Sam Powell Pepper was under consideration. He was going to be my other pick that I strongly mm-hmm. considered just because he's, you know, West Coast know him really well. Um, he was part of their reserve side this year. Um, and again, he's a power athlete. Uh, Jared Berry was the other one I was sort of half considering too. Fair enough. Mish, what are your thoughts on uh, Todd Marshall, mate? I love him. I love him. And, again, I have I had him going to West Coast ages ago. Um, I just sit there and go, there's one thing he needs to learn is how to present more often. Mm. And the one person who's best in this league at presenting more often is Kennedy. Yep. So okay. if you can't learn there, 
he's not going to learn. Because, again, Kennedy, when he was in 18s, he wasn't the quickest, he wasn't the fittest or whatever, but he always got to the contest, just like he does now. He presents and gets in front, and his hands are always at the footy. And he's still not the quickest or anything like that, but you know when the ball's going forward, you know he's going to be on the end of it. And if Marshall can get that work ethic into his game, it'll be very hard to stop because he's so good at reflex ground-level stuff. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. I think there's a few unhappy people in the chat, but uh, that's bad luck. <laughs> um, so for pick 14, it's Mish with uh, the Adelaide Crows. Adelaide Crows. Oh, Just pick Max Lynch. Just pick Max Lynch. No, 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 no. I'm going to make a few port people unhappy, I think, here. Pal Pepper. Yeah. Oh. oh okay. Really? Wow. <laughs> okay. Yep. I just sit there and go, if they ever want a replacement for Dangerfield, even though he's not that good, <laughs> like, yep, yep, the hardness at the footy and the way he takes it, I reckon that's a good mix for their midfield. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't see a need to bring in a forward or a defender, so it's really just somebody's going to be through the midfield. Um, the only thing would be if they wanted to go for pace, but I think Pal Pepper's just got more... Solid pick. He's going to be good. Like, yeah, you can take over that Lions role straight yeah. away. And yep. Yeah, he, yeah. he played twenty-two games for them. Um, he's an explosive athlete. I really like Power Pepper. I, I'm really hoping he lasts to our pick. Um, unfortunately, not the case in this draft. Uh, <laughs> but look, they need pace through the midfield. They need players that are, are solid and can win their own ball. And I think Pal Pepper's one of those types of players. Um, I think the other one that would be in consideration there would be Scrimshaw because I think they also need some class uh, defenders who can use the ball. Obviously, he's got midfield scope as well. But yeah, I think Pal Pepper's a, a pretty smart pick for the Crows. Yeah. And God, yeah, wouldn't, um... wouldn't that result in a massive melt on draft night on Big Footy? Ah, well, it really depends on who. I mean, look, I mean, I'm still looking at the pick because we're next pick, right? Um, Then realistically, I mean, there's a lot of options there, so I wouldn't be spewing too much. But he is sort of the safest option for what we desperately need. Mm. Yeah, he would be prime Port Adelaide pick with with our first pick, I would think. Yep, definitely. Right, now the pressure is on. After picking uh-huh. Brad Shear for North Melbourne, I'm slightly slightly worried here. Porsche, pick 15, Port Adelaide. What well, are you going to do? Fix, this is where the fix is in because I'm drafting Jared Berry. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I Screw like you, it. North. We're getting our own back. <laughs> That's for making us pay too much in the Daniel Motlop deal. Yeah, um, yeah Jared Berry. Look, he's just, um, for me, he's... A really obvious pick for us. I think he has confidence in the way he plays, which is really important. I don't think he's going to be a confidence player, which we have too many of. He's just really consistent. He can play a variety of roles. Um, I don't want to see him played in defence so much. Um, I know there's talk of playing him in defence. I don't. If he's playing there, then I don't draft him this early. For me, I see him as a as a midfielder realistically, and he can kick goals from outside fifty. I'm pretty stoked about that. We haven't had one of them for a while. So, um, yeah, Jared Berry for me. Thanks. And he's got genuine size. Mm. Yep. 
Yeah, did I make it to the terrible pick? It's just a solid pick to be done. He's not exciting to watch. No, no. Absolutely. Sometimes you look at these prospects and you get excited by what they can do because it just looks nice. We're mm. very just the job done. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, for me, very much no When he does kick out 55 metres to somebody on the lead, it actually still doesn't excite you because it just looks like a normal kick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And like <laughs> I said, he's someone. He's a sort of player we desperately need, I feel. Just, um, yeah. yeah, that isn't going to be... Hopefully hopefully we don't turn him into um, a, a confidence player, but at this stage he's just super reliable and, you know, he, he's like... A, I feel like he could be a Brady, but that is accurate with his kicks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good call, actually. Um, good size, great skills, um, can play multiple positions. Yeah, look, if if Port Adelaide picked Jared Berry on draft night, I think um, most Port supporters should be pretty happy with that. I think. Yes. Yeah, and I think this is what we're starting to look at: is pick fourteen. Whoever we pick, we should be pretty damn happy with. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Yep. No and, unless it's the obvious ones that I hate. <laughs> and then, then I'll call you Friday night. Uh... So who else do we think is in the mix um, for that first pick for Port Adelaide? Obviously, um... be, obviously, Power Peppers is the most talked about one. Todd Marshall as well, the two picks before that. Uh, was there anyone else left on the table that you were keen on? Look, I mean, I've got... I guess the option, you know, there's a couple that went early that might drop, but they probably won't. I think I think yeah. I think we're probably pretty accurate there with Logan Marshall going earlier. Um, for me, I know Mish hates Venables, but I would think he would be in the mix. So probably more at the next one. Um, this is where I got really. This is where I start varying enormously because I just keep going to these genuine mids for Port. Um, and so for me, it's like Miles for hockey, Dylan Clark, Willem Drew. Um, these guys that we're saying are going to be there at 30 and 31. I don't think they will be. Um, I don't want. I don't want to be drafting 179 inside midfield, 179 centimetre inside midfielders at 30 and 31. Please, we and we need to. We nearly really need to address this. So I think those are guys that are going to be in there in that pick. And I think that Perryman might get a bit around here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I was speaking to somebody today, and it's like I would. 14 and 17, I'd make sure I pick up one of those midfielders and it will be a reach because I'll yeah. grab them a bit early. And the other pick around there will be just pretty much the best available like you've done. Just grab Barry. And then mm. upon the draft actually panning out like expecting and a couple of the others still being there at 30 and 31. Yeah, and if they are, take them too. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. I, I generally get three of them. Yeah. I generally pick up three midfielders like that and just the yeah. other one person. If it's a Marshall, fine. If it's a Berry, fine. If it's yep. If it's a Haywood, fine. But, yeah, ideally I'd take Colucci for his speed, yeah. even though it's probably a reach. I think it is. Mm. Yep. Right. Now, next pick is uh, pick 16, Mish. It's uh, you and Brisbane, mate. Brisbane? Oh, Brisbane. Brisbane. Oh, what do Brisbane want? What do Brisbane want? Oh, having said all Did that... Did they have a pick? I thought they gave it up for Bose. Bose is Gold Coast. Oh, he's gone. Oh, yeah, sorry. Here, do <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused right now. 
I don't like bidding. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw. Mm. Yep. I like that pick. Again. I think he'd suit Brisbane pretty well. Yep. Yep. And I think it's just part of the ground where they've got no class now. Uh, running yeah. off of half back. Yeah, that's I, fair enough. Yeah. I think yep. the side, again, it's just, dare I say again, it's best available type thing. And it's probably a bit higher than I rank him, but I can't see him actually getting past there in a draft. Yeah. The way they're hyping up. So, yep. Mm. I reckon he's going to go yeah. to Gold Coast, to be honest. I reckon they'll see him as that Mauchesky replacement. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, so, enough. again, I, I've just sort of done him as a... Uh, but they've got their Mauchesky replacement from Brisbane. Oh, true. Very true. Yeah, I forgot about that trade. Yeah. All right, that's right. There you go. Mm. All right. That, yeah, look, I, I quite like Scrimshaw. And I forget somebody's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, Hanley will obviously do good things um, at Gold Coast. So, yeah, you, you're right there. Um, Scrimshaw, do you see him playing in the midfield in the future? Obviously, there's a lot of talk um, no. about no. his midfield scope. No. no. no He's I a counter-attacker. That's probably why I have him rated in the 20s. If I did think he was going to be midfielder, I would have him in the top 10 easy. Yeah. So I can say he's one that will vary quite a lot from club to club. Mm. And if mm. one of the clubs really like him, have a pick in that top 10, he could easily go top 10 and nobody would be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I've got him in the 20s on this ranking. So uh, I look, because he is, like Mish said, just he's going to be a defender. But as a club pick for Brisbane, who need defenders, you can sort of justify it. So, yay. Good luck, Brisbane. Mm. I've got him <laughs> a bit higher than you two. I've got him at eight. Um, yeah. I, just, I just love his skills, like his pace. Um, and I think in the future he'll play on a wing. And, um, you know, I think he's got that sort of kick that can really deliver some real cutting passes inside 50. And he's going to be a tough player to stop, I think, in the future. For me, I feel he's like... if. Riley Bonner was drafted that early, but he's got a bit of height on Bonner, which I suppose would make him a bit more attractive as uh, as potentially an intercept marker. But I feel like yeah. I feel like you can get players if you need attacking defenders. I feel like you can get them later in this draft and most drafts. Yep. So I, for me, I think it's I think might be a bit early. Was better at winning his own ball than what Bonner was. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Yep. Yep. All right. So pick seventeen, Porsche. You're up again, mate. With uh, Porto's second pick, still some uh, pretty keen names on the table there. Yeah, well, I mean, if Barry was gone, I probably would have gone to Venables. Um, as he's not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bid on Perryman. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's. Uh... Well, I think that would be something that Port Adelaide might actually do if he's not already gone. Mm, I reckon yep. he'd be gone by then. Um, yeah, I think but so. But if he's not, I would say that's a fair chance to happen. Yeah, and for me. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. GW, yeah. Giants are yeah. definitely accepting that one. Yeah. So. That, that yeah. But the real down I have on Perryman is his ability to hit targets by hand in traffic. Okay. It's a great one for handballing it above their heads or at their feet. It's like mm. buggy. Mm. 
It just and it just makes it hard for the person who's receiving the ball. Yeah, but he's hitting the right targets when he's aiming at them, right? But for me, like Bad. for me, that's correct. Or like when he, he's making the yeah. right choices in midfield, and it's just making the, the right the, choice. The, the execution yes. is not as yeah, good. So as it for, be. For yeah, so for me, I think that's something you can work on. Not too hard. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be too hard to develop, in my view. Yeah. So I'd be I'd be okay if that bluff was called personally. I like him. Um, I, I had him a lot higher, um, kind of after the championships. I sort of cooled on him a little bit, but um, look, I, I think he's going to start. Certainly, going to start with GWS on a back flank, I think, and he'll push his way into the midfield probably in three or four years' time. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, I like him a lot. Um, he's a bit of a prick, as far as you can tell. He's a country footballer, so we need a bit of that too. So, I would, as like I said, I wouldn't be uh, having an issue if it was called. Do I pick for Port now? Yeah, Miles. Comment with Perryman. He reminds yep. me so much of Damien Hardwick. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I said that during the preview. He totally yep. reminds me of him. Yep. Yes. Correct. Yep. Miles for hockey is my pick at eighteen. Um, oh, he's a bit country. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, the more I, the more I go through looking for these genuine mids. I think Dylan, like Dylan Clark and Willem Drew, I feel like they've got a few more questions on them than Miles Bohockey does. He does a lot of things really well. He hits packs at speed. He has agility and strength. Um, for me, Miles Bohockey, um, he is really good. Uh, and I, for me, I think we should definitely consider. He's a guy that if he lasts to 30, it's pants down, left around the table time because there's no yeah. way he should. Yeah. Um, he's a genuine midfielder. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that one. I'm a huge Sorry, fan of Miles Bohockey, and I think he'd suit our side absolutely perfectly. He's got size, he's got mm. good speed, good, really good skills. He can kick goals, he can play inside mid, can play outside mid. Yep. Um, again, I've got him a little bit higher than most probably do. I've got him at 20 on my ranking, so at 18 I'd be pretty happy with that. Um, whether we would actually pick him there on draft night, I'm not 100% sure especially with Will Haywood and Tim English still on the table. But um, mm-hmm. for me, if we get Miles Paholke at 30 or 31, for example, I would be absolutely stoked with that. For me, if we have our first two picks being Jared Berry and Miles Paholke, then we can fluff 30 and 31. <laughs> it's a good sign of intent, I think, with how we want to play footy because they're two guys that can play straight away, big bodies, tall, you know, strong. Yeah, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And... Dare I say, one thing that's really sold me on Paholke is his defensive running. Okay. You, if, yeah. if you sit there and watch the All-Stars game and you watch who's running back off of the football, pushing backwards, it's always him. Mm, cool. Right. Yep. Um, and again, it's probably why sometimes his numbers are low because he's matched up on somebody so they kick it in another direction. But if you're doing it the right thing and making them go wide, all well and good. Um, and... Even though his kicking action looks crappy at times, I actually think he's quite an effective kick. Yep, absolutely. He's uh, no Paul Northeast. <laughs> and the other thing is, he'll mark the ball and he'll go. He'll take the game on. He'll yep. back himself. He won't get there, take the mark, then go back and give everybody five seconds to fill up the holes and all that sort of stuff. It's like, he nah. reminds me so much of Dane Swan in that regard. Okay, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. So- yeah, so if we're looking at alternate, because we've done the two port early picks now, I mean, for me, if we're looking at alternate sort of setups, like if we got Pal Pepper and Pahoki with 14 and 17, 
Um, that's a pants wedding duo for opposition defences, really, isn't it? Yeah. In midfields, that that would be exactly what we'd need, and it would certainly, um, I guess, put a guy like Polek on to say, "Hey, get a move on." <laughs> yeah. I am going to be extremely disappointed if we don't draft a Hulky. Mm. Everybody yeah. else, I really don't care, but the Hulky's the one I really want. No, I'm not looking forward to Friday night because I just love him so much. I, I've <laughs> Got him at nine, and that's just like, yep. It's just, yeah, it's it, yeah. he plays football. Mm. More do you, than just do you think we would, at, at that early pick, do you think we would overlook local guy Will Haywood or Ruckman Tim English to go that way? I think. I look, I mean, if Will Hayward, he could have fit in our side on day one. If we had not retained Montreux, you could say, yeah, I guess it's a kind of a next year selection for a lead up mid forward. For me, I think the fact that Montreux is going to play on and we've still got you know young and guys like that, we didn't trade him on out. Uh, I think we have his role covered enough. Um, and so for me, I, I think just the opportunity to get, you know, genuine core midfielders when that is... I mean, that's clearly where we fail the most. And first day of pre-season, the first thing Ken's saying is we need to work harder. So you've got to take the hard work because when they're there, when they're in the, they're in the midfield, where everything goes. So for me, Barry and Fahalke, it's a no-brainer to match with what the club has stated they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't take English that high, full stop. No. I don't care. And if we need a ruckman, we don't take him that high. Mm-hmm. No. No. Uh, and I still have a lot of um, faith in Frampton. Um, I think he's a real prospect. Um, the thing I'm worried Haywood, about... Haywood, his fitness would, is an interesting one. If he okay. develops an engine, he's a top five pick. Yeah. If, he, if he doesn't, he's a flop. Is that a criticism that, from Mish of SA development at under 18 level and below? <laughs> Um, with him, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. He's the power athlete. Power okay. athletes generally have problems developing endurance. Right. So, it, as uh, you know, I hate for development of SNFL clubs. <laughs> but, yes, I think even in a good program, there would still be questions about his athletic ability for endurance. Like, there's nothing wrong with his sprint or his power off the mark or his power in the mark, but yeah, whether he can uh, whether he can give you efforts after the ten minute mark of the first quarter is going to be an interesting thing with how hard you have to work at AFL level. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and that just will that... determine his career. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess he's, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just back on Tim English, I mean, for me, Tim English, I think he has to drop. He, I mean, we're a team that has just experienced Matthew Lobey, who as a junior was a guy that was sort of one year he's a key forward, the next he's a ruck, and then he's a key forward, and then eventually he's a ruck again. English has been a few things in his development, and right now he looks like a guy that you say is a giant utility, um, and I'm not super convinced that that's worth recruiting because that could end up, just end up being a... a, a an okay or Paul Ruckman and a third tall backman. Which... Well, he looks like being another Josh Fraser at this point in his career because his ruck oh, work, no. I think, is no. pretty damn poor. Um, but he's got great athleticism. You, you can't deny that. He's super quick, 
chases the ball. I, I think his ground skills are really, really good. Probably needs to improve his marking, um, and his ruck work is oh, pretty damn poor at the moment. Uh, but if he can improve that, um, look, there, there's a reason why some clubs rate him as a potential number one pick this year. Um, okay. Would I have English guts to do that? Way. Probably not, but some clubs might. Okay. English and his ruck work. When he gets his hands to the ball, I think he's elite mm. with his tapping. Problem is he's not getting his hands to the ball enough. Yeah. And that's got a lot to do with he's got crap endurance. He's skinny. Okay. He's got no strength. So at the moment, he hasn't got the strength to go up against under 18 right now. He's got to have to develop that strength and endurance to be able to do it at AFL level. It's going to take four years for him to do that. Mm. That's a hell of a lot of time to spend on somebody at 14 to 17. Like, yep, he may end up proving you're right, but gee, it's a fair investment. Yeah, and we have we have just talked about flight risk with, um, uh, who was it? Setterfield, was it? Um, or no, whoever it was that we were talking about flight risk, where they might get drafted... I'd- not play games in their first contract and then they want to go home. I mean, Gorringe, yeah. he might Gorringe. He might Gorringe us if we draft him. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, look, I think, I think uh, realistically, English might be a chance to go, obviously, at, at Frio. I think there's a, a small chance there. I think North Melbourne would be able to afford to take him and give him that time to develop because uh, they've still got Goldstein. He's probably still going to be there for another three-odd years. Uh, West Coast might be half a chance. Adelaide might be half a chance, and obviously Port Adelaide as well. Um, I think if he falls down this far, I think a club would be pretty happy to pick him at this point. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I think he he's obviously just a, a raw kid with great potential, but huge risk, absolutely huge risk that he doesn't make it. And this is why Ruckman generally don't go this early in the draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they do, they should go number two, like Nick Natanui. But yeah. then it should be real eight. Hmm. Right, moving on. Um, next pick is pick 19, which is myself with the Western Bulldogs. Mm. Uh, the player that I really wanted here is gone, um, which is disappointing. Who's that? Uh, that was Jared Berry. I was going to pick him. Ah, okay. Because I think he would be the perfect Bob Murphy replacement um, to start off with. Mm-hmm. Um, look, they've obviously won the premiership. They've got a great list, really good young list. Um, and I think it's all about picking best available here. Uh, I think they'd be keen on Marshall if he slept, if he uh, slips through this far. Um, but I'm going to pick uh, Josh Rotham. Um, yeah. He, as we spoke about last week, I think he's one of the best users of the bowl in this draft. Uh, I think he looks uh, very capable of being a 200 gamer. Uh, I think he'd suit the dogs' um, skillful game plan to a T, and with uh, someone like Hamlin gone to Frio, and still quite a youthful defensive group as well, uh, I think he would be someone that would really fit in well with that defensive group and develop into a, a pretty decent player for them. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I rate Josh Rotham. I said only two weeks ago that I reckon he's the player in this draft that I feel is the most likely to play 200 games because of the style of game he plays. He seems to have good endurance. He seems to understand the game. Um I can totally see the sense in that pick. Um, He was a guy that, I suppose, at the next pick for Sydney, I would have considered if they hadn't drafted Griffin Logue. Um, 
he's just a. Uh, I, I see him more as a third tall forward, a third tall backman. Then, like, he might be able to stop an opponent, but I, I don't think that you'll be using him as a stopper. I mean, you'll be wanting to rely on his creativity because he is he is good at getting it out of defence. He has got a pretty decent um, target choice when he's picking people to kick through. Um, I don't know about winning his own ball, but he's in defence, so it's going to come to him a little bit, I guess. I don't know. What do you got, Mish? What's your thought? Well, it's just interesting because I think his career is going to be limited by his endurance. Oh, okay. So. So I was trying to sit there and quickly see if I could see what his endurance actually results were. And... I'd I'd be surprised if they went okay. Where are we? Rossum. Rossum. What have you got? A sub-13 beat for him, Macca? Just looking up that right now, mate. Uh, Yep. Yeah, 12-9 beat. Okay. And the other thing I'm not a fan of him is the amount of times he goes dead sideways rather than taking the game on out of defence. Yeah, I think, true. I think he picks the easy options with his kicking, which is helping him make it look like a better kicker than what he is. And he yeah. is a good kick. I'm not saying he's a bad kick. It's just, yep, I think just, and I think that's why he's fallen down from being a t- pick 12 or whatever where you, where you first see him and you think that's where he's going to go. And the more you watch him, you go, "Oh, mate, you've got some got some X's against your name to go with all those ticks." Right. Mm, mm. As an intercept defender, but you would just try and work him off his feet as a forward. It's like, okay. "Yep, I'm I'm going to play lead up on you, and I'm going to lead up all day." And by halfway through the second quarter, you're not going to be able to come with me. Yeah, again. fair enough. And, and again, the opposition coach is going, well, you're not playing on the lead-up plane. You're going to sit in that hole and just read the ball as it comes in. Yeah. So it then becomes a coaching mechanism. Yep. 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 All right. Final pick of this <laughs> first round is uh, Mish with Sydney. Sydney. Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. <laughs> Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. Um, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. Three ways, uh, and I'm deliberately leaving Florent out of this because of his Melbourne connections and what he yeah. went through last year. I just, as a in-state club at this pick, I just sit there and go, I don't want to do it to your kid. If he still, if he was still there at pick thirty odd or later, I'd sit there and go, bad luck, mate. We're taking you. Yeah. Um, Oh, Hayward is one. Gallucci is one. The speed on Time, thank you, Sydney. <laughs> I, I'm going to go for a lockdown defender in Garthwaite. Okay. Oh. Who is a GWS uh, lead yep. player. Yeah. Yep. And I reckon uh, they... Oh, I reckon they would let him go. Oh, but it's Sydney. That's a oh, that's a tough one. I reckon they'd let him go. I reckon uh, he'd be Sydney's. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they've got enough other players coming through that they'd consider letting him go. Let's let him go. Done. Good. Good. <laughs> I, I, th- I think he's. I think he's the best lockdown defender in this draft. 
Okay. He'll be able to play against the Tolls. Um, reminds me a lot of Paxman. Looks, oh, as, though okay. he can't, looks yeah. as though he can't do the job, but he can do the job. Or the other person I compare him to is Dale Morris. Looks okay. as though he's nothing, but he, he just doesn't get beaten one-on-one. Yeah. Right. Anybody who stood him in the carnivals and all this uh, this year have just had shit games. Right, it's okay. Just not, it's just not coincidence that when Kerr's played on him, he's got four kicks for the game. When Stranaduka's played on him, he's got one touch for the game. And Yeah, it's just... Mm. You've, you've taken people out of the game doing your job. Doesn't look flashy on the tapes, but he can run and deliver the ball quite yeah. reasonably for a defense full back. Gets a lot like, of the ball. Yep. Yep. Mm. So, mm. Okay. Interesting choices for Sydney with uh, Logan Garthwaite with their first two picks. So that's um, certainly one way of replenishing your defensive group. Yeah. I. Look, for me, like you mentioned that he shut down, what was it, Kerr and um, Stenatica? Like, Stenatica, I, I doubt. I mean, he might be a rookie pick. Kerr, I don't rate as highly as you do, Mish. I, yeah. I kind of feel like it's harder to judge the key position defenders in a draft when the key position forward pool is so thin. So, for me, I, I mean, I can understand it. If, if you're looking for a guy that can just look at, punish a, a, a forward, and in a team like Sydney where you've got a good defence and a, a defensive-minded midfield. I mean, you have that luxury to have a defender concentrate on that. So I can see that. I can see that pick. Um, but I can see that if he didn't go there, I think he could drop a bit, personally. Yep, yep. And again, I'd go to the All-Stars game, and um, when Battle was on him, Battle did nothing. Yeah, but you don't yeah, rate yeah. Battle either. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's just, consi- just consistently he shut down the guys. Yep. It would be great if he had a more or something like that to stand. Then you'd really know how to rate him. Yeah, but, that's yeah. it. You can only shut down who you're given. I know, I know. But for me, like that makes it a little bit... For me, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not comfortable even that... I think you'd be. I think we'd be close to drafting him, but for me, 20, I feel... Yeah, I don't know. I could, I could do better, I reckon, for Sydney. So there... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. All good. Yeah, it's an interesting pick, but I, I don't mind it. As I said, I think they'll be looking for yeah. defenders, and um, with Logan Garthwaite, you know, they'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Right. Personally, I think GWS need a key defender too, so I would think that would match that. But yeah, mm. it's where you're. And again, it is the top end. Any higher, they would sit there and go, no. And I know that's reaching for him, but it's a bit of fun of doing a mock draft. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just to run through the first round quickly, um, Essendon picked Hugh McCluggage with pick one, uh, GWS Andrew McGrath with pick two, Brisbane picked Tim Taranto, Gold Coast Ben Ainsworth with pick four, Carlton Sam Petrescu Seaton, um, uh, who actually bid. No, sorry. Uh, GWS pick Will Setterfield um, with pick six as a bid. Uh, Gold Coast with Will Brody. Gold Coast again with Jack Bowes with pick eight. Uh, Frio picked uh, Alex Witherden with pick nine. Sydney Griffin Loeb with pick ten. Gold Coast Jai Simpkin with pick eleven. Uh, North Melbourne Brad Shear with pick twelve. Uh, West Coast Todd Marshall with pick thirteen. Adelaide Sam Powell Pepper. Port Adelaide's first pick was Jared Berry. Uh, Brisbane with Jack Scrimshaw. Uh, GWS with uh, a Harry Perryman matched bid. Uh, Port Adelaide again with Miles Paholke. Uh, Western Bulldogs with Josh Rotham. And Sydney with Ryan Garthwaite. So a few surprises yep. there. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bradshaw one is really starting to stick out of me, but if we swapped him for Daniel Venables, I could see that happening too. So, yeah. Or Dylan Clark, whatever. <laughs> one of the guys, Jared Berry, I suppose, is probably the most likely in my view. But yeah. Fl- Florence probably up there as well, I think. Mm. Right. There we go. So, there we go. So that's the first round done. What we might do is we might just have a couple of minutes uh, break. We'll just shut off the draft here for a little bit. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes where we will talk about our uh, two second round picks and the uh, the later couple of picks as well. So hang tight. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Gray was brave, running hard, more getting forward. One last chance. Boat brilliant. Wines, Monfrey's centering ball, Cassisi, Lillard, you know who again. It is his birthday. Kids are freaking. 